0: Alert. So we call, so go this is the only fucking podcast
1: about the Sopranos.
0: So what, no
1: now? <laughs> this week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking antidepressants, Mafioso's sleight of hand, and Mike's residuals. Last time you started crying and had to leave the Starbucks. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. <laughs> This is a place of business you can take your pants off if you want <laughs> no, okay private okay. company then i'm not putting them back on perfect <laughs> uh, Like forever <laughs> welcome back to uh uh no fucking ZD, i think it's called um yeah uh, last week we uh we did chasing it this week we're back talking uh walk like a man to be clear i did actually like full full disclosure
0: i did text brendan and confirm the episode
1: that we're actually on. <laughs> we have to remember. It's been a long week, um, yeah. so we weren't sure. Because but, but. we're still
0: living La Vida freelance, yeah. <laughs> and I've been making that joke everywhere, just so you know. Okay, good. Um, new studio. We have a new new spot. We do have a new spot. I moved my studio. It's yeah. in the inside of an old paper mill. Oh, is and, that it? Yeah, and I hope the landlord doesn't find out. Yeah, let's let's, let's record quickly. Is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, because we're we're bad
1: for any brand. Basically, <laughs> they don't want anything to do with us. Yeah,
0: no, but we're here. We're uh hopefully we don't get any complaints from the neighbors. Yep, hopefully. Yeah. Every time I hear someone walk by, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> they, they don't want us to podcast, you know? No,
1: they really don't. That's the thing. We're also blasting it throughout the building on all the intercoms, so everyone is listening to this right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> this
0: is this is what we're going to be be doing now.
1: Yeah, it's a cool uh, place. Evan has to hold his microphone <laughs> this week. Yeah, it's uh, my brand
0: new amazing studio, and uh, I f- forgot. second mic stand
1: yeah but i'm a good i'm a good lover and and i let brendan have the other mic stand that's true well my arms are too weak to hold a microphone (laughs) the whole time um evan's a lot stronger so i needed a stand i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like strap it to my head like some people do with their cell phone yes you should a little gopro you could probably grab a gopro thing and just have it come down over your face or something that's what she said yes uh, she did say that i was there those are her last words it was very sad afterwards wow yeah uh all right so walk like a man um i love this episode it's another top 86 for me um but also but my, that's why
0: i was dragging my feet recording it because you wouldn't shut up about how much you love it i couldn't stop talking about it yeah
1: and now i have nothing to say i've said everything i have to say about the episode so
0: we met up enough times in between you're like yeah well yeah <laughs> you remember what i said i'm like yeah okay good
1: that's it yeah we are done um no, but I do. I do love this episode. I think that when this was first airing, this was like my favorite one. Like I love Soprano home movies, but this is this is a good one. I love a Christopher episode. Um, Don't
0: always love an AJ episode. No, but this, this one passes muster, though.
1: It does. It really does. Yeah. Um. He's uh Robert Eiler is, is really good in this episode. I have he's, to say he's great. He's, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's great when he's all wired at the kitchen ta- at the kitchen table later in the uh you know post uh acid attack is it from
0: is it, is it do you think he's wired from uh being like some sort of racist thug or do you think mm-hmm. he's wired from some sort of drug that they were on
1: oh i think he's on the drug of just adrenaline from yeah. being a racist thug yeah we really hurt we really hurt someone
0: <laughs> yeah oh, no, no this is this is just the toes this isn't the african this is just boy the
1: toe. yeah that's um next week or the week after yeah. um right, this right, is right. the toes. this is uh the, so the only, kiddos the money
0: only white on white crime right now yeah,
1: right now right now right now yeah um should we start with aj Or you like christopher better or um well i mean yeah obviously <laughs> we do but
0: it's a loaded question <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I guess let's, uh, we could probably talk a little bit more about Chris in the second half. Uh, Sure. AJ. Anthony Jr.
0: Anthony Jr. So he's, so, so, uh, previously on No Fucking ZD, Mm -hmm. AJ's all fucked up because Blanca dumped him. Mm hmm. Uh, at, the, at the Puerto Rican Day Parade. <laughs> Set to the soundtrack of Ricky Martin. <laughs> Set to the soundtrack of Ricky Martin. Yeah. He is not living La Vida freelance. No. He is staff yeah.
1: uh-huh. at uh, Beansy's Pizza Be- Parlor. Yeah, yeah. I he, like that. I like that Beansy has like a logo on the apron and stuff now. I feel like he's, he's come a long way. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. throwing that
0: out there. He, he saw, that, he saw that, that FedEx Kinko's commercial and was like, huh, they could help my business. He went and got his, his shirts made. Yeah. <laughs> You imagine, <laughs> you imagine him seeing some commercial for that? Like, oh shit, I can get t-shirts made. <laughs> Honestly,
1: it never occurred to me. It's like, wheel me to my phone. Yeah. Um, Oh, Sorry, little wheelchair joke, but hey, he's 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 a good guy. Um, Great guy. So yeah, AJ is he's reeling from this breakup. Um, and we've all been there. I haven't, but I know all like the girls that I was with before I got married were they were all on this this stage. Um, That's what they tell me when someone else broke up with them because they could not care less about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, he's going. He's down in the dumps. It's like mixture of uh, you know twenty year olds normal depression and then the breakup and then also, uh, you know, having the, the Tony Livia jeans, I guess. Uh, well, yeah,
0: his entire life is built on like totally awful shit.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, he's got the existential dread. Gene, He does. Yeah. So he stays up watching some uh, like military movies or I think, I think he's watching Annapolis, which was not a big success. Um, wow. but well, he's, okay. he's watching it. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's looking a little bit like Tony on his like really depressive days where he's just kind of sitting around in the bathrobe and, you know, doing nothing. Um, and uh, he's, yeah. So he's having a, a tough go of it. Yeah.
0: They he's, have, they, they certainly have some moments where they're bonding over, the fact that they like to sit in their bathrobes and watch TV without talking to people.
1: Yeah. Which we all do really. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would be doing that right (laughs) now if it (laughs) wasn't bothering you. It worked for this moment. Yeah. yeah, He's, he's melodramatic. He's, he's a little bit, he's not a tough guy. He doesn't know how to take disappointment. Yeah. And I think that he really does like, sort of embody the 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 he's the embodiment of like the poor me you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of his vibe although like it's not his fault it's his environment you know
1: yeah it's a lot of things i guess he's just
0: filled with darkness and stuff like that but like he's got nothing going for him it's a big problem
1: yeah i mean um out of school he uh, i don't did he lose a construction job or just quit at some point i kind of forget now i think he he walked off a couple episodes ago right um uh, I don't think so. I think we just turn around and he's he's, just, he's working he, pizza. He's the manager now. Um, Either way, I mean, it's not exactly a, uh, you know, fruitful career, maybe in the way that he wishes it was. Right, Um, right. And, and yeah, Blanca, who was the best thing that ever happened to him, which is probably true. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Even, like, post-finale, post-series. Like, at this point in time, if AJ's still out there, I don't think – I think he peaked with Blanca. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll give you that. Is that controversial?
0: No, not at all. I'm just thinking. I'm just mulling it over. Because what's her name? Ryland or – uh, Rhiannon, Rod, Rodney, Rodney, yeah, <laughs> Rhiannon, <Riannon. Yeah. laughs> Rhiannon, Rhiannon seemed pretty cool, but she's got you know problems. Like she yeah. did meet in a mental health clinic,
1: yeah, which is never. The best start to a relationship. Yeah. I guess it's better than some, but you what, know what's
0: Tinder? What's the Tinder for a mental health clinic called?
1: Mm, tough. Um, we'll get back to you on that joke. Yeah, something to do with Prozac. <laughs> I was gonna say Prozac Nation, but that's probably copyrighted by the movie and book. Yeah, uh, <laughs> something like that, though um i'm sure you can also swipe anyway basically on the on the mental institution (laughs) it shows you pictures of stock pictures of people you just swipe it says getty on it still as long as you just swipe something it's like all right cool he's he's functioning he's using an app that'd
0: be funny if you actually had a picture of yourself that was a getty image and then Mm. you use that as your tinder
1: profile picture Mm. I wonder what people would think giving some me ideas. I'll just have to ask my wife. first. <laughs> but maybe she'll be into it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me know what she thinks. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd like it. But I, no, I think you're right. Blanca's the best he did. She's and she's like reasonable. She's she's pulled herself up by her bootstraps. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she has a child. She's mm-hmm. she's living real life out there. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, and I think that, you know, AJ never has lived in the real world, if you will. I mean, he's always been... Oh, I will, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, thank you, glad uh, you did. Um, he's always been, you know, a spoiled rich kid, living in his spoiled rich kid bubble, you know? The worst yeah. that... He's sort of felt like Blanca that one time with, the, um, with Devin Pillsbury and, and her... I forget what artists they had in the house now but the uh original the picassos? picassos yeah yeah um totally so maybe in his mind he thinks that he's not as rich as he is but yeah i mean the things have gone pretty good for aj in his life all things considered well he's
0: also been sold this tale of like you know the italians and the poverty of the messagiorno
1: mm-hmm. and like all that
0: crap and like true i hate to quote finn detrolio no but, do it but, but <laughs> no but do it um but like, or well, rather not not quote him directly, but actually just say like, you know, if kind of right when he was busting Meadows chops about that, and he was saying, come on, we're in fucking like Caldwell, New Jersey. Yeah. In this right. giant house in the media room. Right. Smoking pot.
1: Yeah. That stuff is all long gone and really has nothing to do with them at this point. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that Tony has at least like use that to kind of sort of justify some, some things, you know, and, uh, yeah. justify his wealth, I guess. Or the something. Sopranos
0: always, they always have an extra grind. Mm-hmm. They always have someone to, to someone to
1: demonize mm-hmm. as
0: someone. Uh, Johnny sack put it, I think in season three. said they always need someone to demonize. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the truth, you yeah. know?
1: Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, he, you know, speaking of just like not having ever having to deal with anything. I mean, he has no coping skills, but, part of that is just because his parents don't either and don't know how to handle basically having a kid or anything really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's really going into the depths of the depression here. Um, Big time.
0: And yeah. And I agree with you to put a pin in it. Some of it's healthy and some of it's like, this kid is not equipped for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Slash has no direction anyway.
1: Right. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he, he does, has not had the best examples in his life, um, for one and still doesn't. I mean, Tony's still out there like talking to strippers and, uh, you know, yeah. living the life, I guess, if you will. Um, yeah, if you want to do that too. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is all just like a, a huge shock to him. He has no idea, no idea how to handle it. Yeah. Uh, Tony and Carmela don't either. And so naturally, of course they send him to therapy. um, Which, you know, in like a series full of jokes about therapists, I I also really like this one that this guy is basically just like a cardboard cutout of a therapist kind of sitting across from him with nothing to say. I like how concerned he looks all the time. Yeah. Like,
0: I don't know how much you've been to therapy, but that generally isn't like the way you're supposed to do it, I think. Yeah. Right. I think you're supposed to remain like just a hair more neutral Mm -hmm. rather than looking at him like, oh my God, you're really fucked up. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Although like... The, the the pissy look on anthony's face is pretty priceless as he's like talking about it and, and as, as the episodes go on when he's talking about like whatever the fuck he goes on and on about airstrikes and like mm-hmm. pollution and all that shit you know what i mean like the look of disgust on his face is just like so brilliant and and like stupid he's such a
1: moron yeah you know what i yeah. mean I mean he's looking he's looking a lot like tony in therapy really (laughs) you know yeah the terrible scowl basically and like i you know i i I think that he's he maybe takes it a little more seriously than his dad does because he like grew up with it but i think that they both i think he's like tony in the sense that he's kind of looking at it sort of skeptically in a way but also just really likes that someone's listening to what he has to say, yeah. you know, and then letting him talk and feel like the center of attention in a new and, way.
0: And more or less consistently missing the point, mm-hmm. you know, like, er, like the writing on this show never ceases to amaze me where they like they really like, it seems like they're buttonholing the character into having like an honest to goodness, like breakthrough in therapy. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, they just kind of swerve around it slightly, and and just don't get it, but in a totally realistic way.
1: The yeah. therapist or or the, no, the when, patient, Tony, yeah, like yeah, the patient, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: Um, I love how, I love how they do that. It's great.
1: And did uh, did you feel like the therapist was kind of like leading the the conversation in a way? Like he just, I feel like he just asked the most textbook questions about depression. Like, are you tired? Are you feeling sad? Okay. Here's a prescription basically. Well, I
0: think that there's, I mean, especially like in this age and I know more about this because my mom's a therapist, but some of those questions have to do with liability. You know, it's like, if you, if you go into a doctor's office, like with bruises on you, they're going to be like, is someone beating you up? Like, there's like a, Mm. there's like a script for that where, or at least like the ER or something, you know what I mean? Um, Like, uh, and, and like, I think that a lot of that stuff has to do with malpractice and things like that. That makes sense. So I think that part of it is, I mean, whether it's good, whether it's fruitful or not is like not not my call to make but i think that it's it's sort of a textbook thing that you have to sort of go through also because like leading off with like do you want to kill yourself is like
1: (laughs) not usually the easiest way to get answers i feel like right so yeah gotcha so it's like a prescription i mean he's prescribing drugs to him so i guess he probably asked has to ask those like really specific questions he's
0: prescribing drugs and like if someone like if someone's under your care like ethically and also to an extent i i mean i don't think that I mean, with, with therapy and mental health in general, for everyone that like off themselves, if someone was getting like thrown in jail, cause they, cause someone who, who committed suicide, like saw them, uh, you know, sought their help, then yeah. like they can't be held responsible, I think. But, it's there's there's like a protocol to it from what i understand
1: gotcha yeah
0: however this therapist does have that that mopey fucking look on his face (laughs) (laughs) like dude i well are you thinking about killing yourself not really but i'm kind of considering it like why are you looking at me that way (laughs) now i
1: am (laughs) which is i went to the doctor for a completely different thing this week and he was like (laughs) Very pushy about it. He was like, Have you ever thought about taking like anxiety or, or medication or anything like that? I was, yeah, I mean, he was like, I take it like on my like, and it really kind of came up out of nowhere, too. Like, no kidding. He, well, he, I had to fill out the you know the form of because I switched insurances, so I have a new doctor, and you have to fill out like your health history thing. Oh, I see. And I just like they asked me if I had any of these problems in the past, and I said like at one point something about like tightness in the chest or something like that. It was like weirdly worded. Like if I could write out the answer, I wouldn't have said that I have well, it chest was because, problems. It was because that stripper was choking you in Atlantic yes, City that right. one time. I'm but, very into. But you were paying her to do it, so yeah, it's okay. Excruciation is my thing. Yeah. Uh, and if I could have written that down, I would have explained it. But he just saw that and was like, yeah. "Do you feel anxious? Um, You're like, yeah, all the time, yeah. but that's normal, right? <laughs> Anytime the stripper kneels on my chest, I can't help it. Oh, exactly. Um, so I thought that was funny. I hope you guys enjoyed that too. No, it um,
0: happens. I mean, like my, my 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 general practitioner is like so by the book, and he's super straight faced. Like you cannot get a joke past this guy, mm. and he just goes, "Oh, okay." And like he he just goes through the book with like the whole thing because, like, I, like the first physical I had with him, I was like in my twenties, and he was like, "Okay, so," like he like broke it down. He was like, "Yeah, you could like stand to lose some weight." But like, other than that, you're, you're, you're doing fine. And I would suggest that you, and then he goes through like the thing, he's like, are you in a monogamous relationship? Yes. Have you, have you been tested? Yes. Yes okay you're not going to die from that probably uh, like and just going down the list and he's well, like I mean, you might
1: die from that eventually though i mean he
0: basically said yeah. to me like just be careful out there because like the overwhelming percentage of people who die who are in your age range who have your health status or like from accidents <laughs> <laughs> or something like that and i was like okay wear a helmet everywhere that's, yeah.
1: why, that's why i'm wearing helmet and knee pads i get it now. <laughs> yeah exactly that explains the bubble
0: it's also just fun to like There are hardwood floors in this new studio it's fun to wear knee pads and just hit your knees like f- fucking yeah. James Brown or something. Or,
1: yeah, just like slide. Just slide. Slide around
0: like Bruce Springsteen at the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> when he got in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> Bang into someone with your fucking, your wiener. Your
1: crotch. Yeah, well, anyway, so I mean, I, I don't know. Things have changed, I guess. I mean, it's only, this episode's 12 years old, but I, I don't know. I feel like I talk to a lot of people who just go to a regular doctor and that doctor is like just selling them stuff now like you know lexapro or you know the anxiety stuff i've seen
0: people like that before
1: yeah i had a doctor like that i mean like he had like his pens and his notepad were all branded with like this anxiety medication and (laughs) other people i knew went there and they were all on it all of a sudden and it was like all right hold on a second Whoa, really Yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah I won't name him, but uh, I did see him at a Louis C.K. show one time. Your doctor? Yeah. And he was also a doctor. You could, never, you could not get a joke with, across with him either. Like, had no sense of humor. And then I see him at a Louis C.K. show holding two beers and walking to his seat. Sick. And this was after the scandal. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he still supports <laughs> Louis CK okay. well
0: that's, that's a whole other thing he's yeah. <laughs> like you seen this guy Louis CK you should get on these drugs and start watching some yeah. some, some new Louis CK stuff second. <laughs> well okay so yeah so everybody's a little fucked up that's mm-hmm. that's totally that's that's our Reasonable assumption here. Yes, Anthony's taking it a little bit hard. He's taking it hard. Um, Boy, that took a long time to
1: squeeze out. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we made a point though. <laughs> yeah. um But uh, and so
0: we're like still on slide one, bullet point one of the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And everyone's sitting here like, wait, how long is this going to take?
1: <laughs> a lot of hands going up, being like, hold on a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we good question about that last exactly. thing you said. Exactly. Um, Anyway, so that is the long and short of it is uh, uh, he's depressed. His parents can handle it. And, of course, in Tony's mind, um, I mean, Tony's also feeling like therapy is bullshit right now. We find out that he wanted to go in and quit therapy. Um, so in his mind, a better therapeutic kind of thing is to send him out with the, uh, the two Jasons. Who uh, are basically every douchebag I've ever met in in like one amalgamation or like or two amalgamations, I guess. Totally. Uh, With like gangster dads. So. Yeah, I mean, they're just the worst. Basically, they're
0: essentially like uh, Matt Bevilacqua and his friend.
1: Yeah. Very much. But yeah. Or Jackie
0: like, and yeah. Uh, Dino. Yeah. Just a little smarter than Jackie and Dino though. Yeah. And a little less like greedy or something. I think, that yeah. t- I think Tony wasn't going to leave therapy. I think that he, or maybe he was, but like the reason he's saying is not the reason he's so manipulative in that conversation. Mm. I really think that he resents AJ completely because he and he resents aj because he and carmela gave him like the childhood that like he sort of wished that he had Mm -hmm. he like in his heart of hearts he's like yeah it would have been fucking cool to have someone be like no you're fucking wicked smart go Mm -hmm. go to like finish college and get like a job and be fucking kevin finnerty you know what i mean yeah and yeah he never had that he never had that and so he resents aj for that even though it's because of him that AJ has that. Right. And then he, re- he like double resents AJ cause he sees these other guys who are like young, tough guys and stuff like that. And AJ is like basically too much of a pussy in his mind to be dealing with this stuff. Yeah. And like he, he hates that, that AJ is just so like, so frail and fragile and all this stuff and actually like very, very sensitive mm-hmm. in a way that Tony probably is too. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, can't show.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, cries in this therapy session. and I think the last time we saw him cry was probably like about Pio Mai or something. You know, like when was the last time we saw Tony cry.
0: Yeah, I know he cries in Vegas when he sees the sun come
1: up. <laughs> yes. Well, we've all been there. We've all been there. Maybe not in Vegas, but yeah. No. It's uh, usually
0: it's in like a garage, but
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> looking at some horrible Spencer's Gifts yeah. poster. Like, the TV "My god, <laughs> came on." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he cried uh, with Uncle Junior at one point. I mean, the the point is he he's cried like 3 times in the series and he's he's crying now, so I'm yeah. assuming that's important. Uh, I'm assuming a much smarter more critical person has like a better uh, you know thing to say about that but Do you remember what point he was making when he was crying well he's talking about how he wishes he could switch places with his kids Like when he would watch his kids you know when they were young and sick how much he wish he could just like switch places with them and feel that pain instead well you know w- I
0: think he wishes he could switch places with them and like have the upbringing that he wanted
1: yeah for sure
0: um I can literally uh, drop the mic because it's not on a stand today. That's true. So just just, so just just watch out for that one today. Let's do it to the end. If you uh, hear a thud, it's
1: not me having a heart attack. <laughs> um. So you know, I mean, it's a really human moment for Tony. It's definitely. I mean, we're coming up. We have uh, first of all five episodes left, but we're coming up on that whole conversation Melfi has about. Mm-hmm whether or not he's a true sociopath or psychopath and hell yeah here is you know here's one in column uh for you know for one for not being a sociopath i guess really i mean he's showing real emotion here for somebody else too you yeah know?
0: yeah but then you know the thing that ultimately uh, and i think that we can imagine that when Melfi hits her breaking point and she's reading that study mm-hmm. that, uh, that talks about alexithiomy and like sociopaths and cri- the criminal mind, especially is that they seek therapy as a way to, they manipulate their therapy so that it validates them. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I can't imagine that this, um, you know, cause this is a true story. I, I, can't, I can't, I can't imagine that this didn't like this particular exchange didn't go through her mind because he's invoking his, his suicidal son essentially mm-hmm. in order to like get points from his therapist to make him not feel so shitty about himself
1: yeah true i don't i,
0: I think that he does care about aj but like i i think that he, he tony's too far gone to like maintain that in the foreground really until he sees aj like actually you know
1: trying in the pool yeah. you know
0: and like i think that that's a very real scene yeah but i think that I think that up until then he's sort of just manipulating all of it. I mean, no, for, I mean he eats yeah. his fucking Lincoln log sandwiches for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yes. which those, those mean, aren't
1: those aren't for you. You're grown. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which is still somewhat disgusts me, but I'm very interested in trying. I'm sure it's pretty good, actually. Cream yeah. cheese on basically anything is uh, a yeah. is a home run for and me. You
0: know, I'm a mayonnaise on a hot dog guy. Well, of course you
1: have to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you, spe- yeah. I mean, mean I, I
0: specifically have to be, or like you you're... have to be.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> this I guy lots has got to be. Yeah, <laughs> I made all kinds of deals with and you need to be a mayonnaise guy
0: <laughs> yeah we have to say that no like my wife thinks it's fucking stupid i mean your wife probably thinks it's, thinks it's stupid too because they're from new york they're like well, what are you doing and i'm like Meat needs lube,
1: like yeah. that's just <laughs> yeah. the bottom line.
0: Yeah, horseradish, mayonnaise, you know, you whatever. Gotta get it
1: down somehow. Yeah, you gotta have an oil-based or cream-based lube. Anyway, Um, I was late to the mayo game. It was like late teens when I got into mayo. I yeah. just didn't get it. I, I, I wanted. I, I would have sandwiches dry with no mayo, and I look back on that now with with shame. You to just be had honest. no idea. Yeah, it's no. like
0: going from wired headphones to wireless headphones.
1: Yeah, you just yeah. had
0: no idea how shitty your life your life was. Yeah, well, the- I was
1: all. Like weirded out that it was made of like eggs. I don't know why, because I loved eggs anyway. But I was like, Ugh, I don't know, something gross about that. And I remember then,
0: being told you were a bit of a picky eater in college. Before college, I was yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, as a kid, I I had like a weird fear of like. I don't know if it's fear, but like I, I, I really never liked having an upset stomach or throwing up. I just hated it. And it was
0: the, there was the Protestant foods that
1: made you throw up. Yeah. Well, Catholic foods actually. No, yeah, you're right. It was the Protestant foods. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah, I was like, Grossed out by a lot of stuff when I was young, but I really stopped that around college. I think, yeah, yeah, totally. Not so much you're, anymore. You're
0: quite adventurous now.
1: Well, now I try. If I don't like something, I go out of my way to make myself like it. Like my newest, latest thing, <laughs> like two years ago, was olives, which I really never really liked olives before, and I would pick them off, oh, pick them out. Of yeah, and then I just force myself to eat olives and learn to appreciate them and my next goal is mushrooms because i like i'll I'll like a mushroom on like a burger or a steak but i don't love mushrooms you know
0: i fucking love mushrooms and it's really great like especially when it's like the weather's nice outside and you can like get to a wooded area
1: mm-hmm that's <laughs> right it's great of course yeah you know? that's the best well yeah i mean those mushrooms those are those i just, put those mushrooms on my just, burgers just turn your phone off when you eat them yeah. you know <laughs> that, that, that's all i have to say and have a buddy who's maybe not eating mushrooms with you We're oh, that's about, always good i was yeah.
0: always that guy in high school
1: yeah i was that guy my friends did well, I guess we'll get to it when Tony goes to Vegas. But my friends participated in a uh, one of the drugs Tony's does out in Vegas, and I was the babysitter for the night. And it Pinot was Pinot Grigio. Yes, <laughs> they tried <laughs> red wine, which you can get addicted to. Which is it's white, but yeah, totally Pinot Grigio. Right, <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> Pinot Noir. I'm thinking about Kimmy Schmidt. Um, <laughs> Yeah,
0: we got to talk about Trippin when he goes to Vegas. That's going to be a fun episode. Yes, yeah. And I really hope to do that before we have kids or something. Yeah, 2024
1: Uh, probably. Yeah, not this campaign, but the next campaign. Yeah, this is actually we actually
0: really wanted to record, but this is the world's longest shtick that we're just we're just
1: spacing it out. Yep. This is a one long bit and it's all improv. That's the cool part. (laughs) We don't script any of this. Nope. Um, So so yeah, Tony has the bright idea to hook him up with the Jasons um, who are not very bright themselves, but and their, their dads aren't that bright either. No. And you know, he's he's talked at length about getting his kids away from this stuff and now he's yeah. like putting them directly involved with the uh with some mobster stuff
0: yeah absolutely. real low-level
1: mob shit um you know college gambling basically sports book on campus Sp- sports book on campus um they're doing they're making money they're you know majoring in cash minor <laughs> in an ass Which uh, I did not have the option of doing. No, I majored in
0: Crab Rangoon and
1: Lost DVDs, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Um, But these guys, I mean, they're doing the things that, you know, Tony feels a man should be doing. You know, we've talked a lot about, like, you know, macho culture, basically. I think at one point it was I referred to it as like toxic masculinity and that's not what I necessarily mean in terms of like 2019 wokeness but I mean like macho you're not
0: talking about like saying nice hair at the office you're talking about like actual real like misogynists
1: yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Um, and uh, you know but it's alluring I mean the reason we watch the show is because we want to watch people doing this kind of stuff and AJ feels the same way yeah and so it kind of breaks him out of the funk for now uh, it's a drug I mean the yeah. way you
0: put it was really good it's a drug and like that first high is is really heavy you know right. yeah and they that shot of AJ's face when he's holding the guy's head or foot down or whatever yeah. This dude, Victor, I feel like everyone knew a Victor in
1: college. Absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. High school for me. I'm thinking of someone very specifically. <laughs> and it's high school. But yeah. You want to shout him out? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so I guess like the, the dopamine or whatever, that's just like the the, the adrenaline rushing the adrenaline, through him yeah. uh, is is working for now but you know we'll see there's a crash coming up you know there's a
0: big crash coming up yeah it's gonna get dark it's gonna get really dark and i mean should we sort of segue into the break with so i mean because i i really love this thing where what sometimes when we get a where often when we get an AJ episode, we get a Chrissy episode mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. And this is actually a Tony, AJ, Chrissy episode. Yeah, In totally. many ways, which I really, really love. Yeah. But um, I just love some of the parallels uh, that I only noticed in, in this watch, actually. Like, you know, you cut from... AJ in the in the therapist's office to AJ with his dad to like Chrissy in that stairwell with his AA guy and you really mm-hmm. think he's gonna say he he wants to tell someone so bad yep. that Adriana was essentially murdered by Tony soprano yeah um
1: yep that maybe was... we should take a break first okay yeah we'll so, <laughs> off that we'll be back uh, we'll talk more about that when we when we uh, return oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs>
0: No fucking ZD is brought to you by Satrials. That fridge full of beer. You know how tough it is to eat a sausage and peppers without a cold one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that we wrote ourselves. Um, welcome back. I'm sure you went nowhere, but we went places. We did things. <laughs> we spilled a beer. Yep. Use the bathroom. Um, so Christopher. Um, yes. The other AJ. The other AJ.
0: Yeah. The hair apparent. Yes. So long story short, this power tool scheme that they set up in Miami, I mm-hmm. want to say. Yep. Has has borne fruit. And, um, yeah, back from remember when back from remember when mm-hmm. and, uh, two weeks ago. And, uh, so, uh, they're selling power tools out of, uh, Chrissy's father in law's house. Yes. Which is smart.
1: Or, or sorry, his, uh, his, his, his business, his, <laughs> his <biz> store. <laughs> the house would not be that smart. <laughs> yeah. No, no,
0: that's very not. There's a lot of house stuff happening with Chrissy in this episode, but that's yeah. not the house. Right. Um, interesting, uh, interesting thought here. Mm-hmm. One of the themes of this episode does seem to be, like how people are affecting their family mm-hmm. in the mafia. Yes. I don't know I don't know if we want to say fatherhood specifically.
1: I think yeah, I mean I would say so.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is like reverse fatherhood that's all I'm saying.
1: It goes both ways though. I think there's there's talk of I mean yeah the Tony and AJ thing it's a, a lot about Tony there's a little talk of Dickie as well but sure. yeah
0: Dickie and Carlo Patsy uh, but what I'm saying is with uh, with Chrissy's father-in-law oh right it's yeah. kind of it's a little bit the is a little bit reverse
1: yeah totally yeah um but they say the child's the father of the man they, they do or at least brian wilson said that one time um <laughs> on a great western
0: sieve did brian brian wilson really say that
1: they're uh on the smile record there is a song called that yeah or they <laughs> they use it in the chorus at least or something yeah okay uh a little uh a little beach boys trivia for you there <laughs> well. and also beastie boys um yeah, I mean, I don't know why this guy is getting involved with Christopher. I mean, obviously he's married to his daughter, but still, you would think that he would have some sense not to do it. But I yeah. don't know. We don't know too much about Kelly. Does she come from like a mob background? I don't. I, I don't remember.
0: Well, her father doesn't really look the part. He's got like a mm-hmm. cardigan on. Yeah, uh, but she does have that accent. She does. And uh, who knows? Maybe Chris like put a gun to his father-in-law's head and said, "Hey." Uh,
1: Entirely possible. We're
0: yeah. going to do this, whether you like it or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they just felt, we don't need to show this scene. People you, will put it together. You
0: think they hit, what's his name, the old guy with... Uh with, uh, not Victor what's what's the clerk at the store's name the old guy he's like I know what you're talking about
1: oh uh Mike I think Mike yeah Play with Mike yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's such a fucking
0: amazing scene uh. it, it's rarer and rarer these days but when they pull those little hoodwink shenanigans on people and yeah. like it's like so Brendan and I went to a magic show last night mm-hmm it's not a long story, but we won't tell it. Um, <laughs> but basically like, I feel like there's like a mafioso sleight of hand mm. that is like so well rehearsed. Like they don't miss a fucking beat. You know what I yeah. mean? They're not nervous about it at all. They know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like even, even, they're not dialing anybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're telling all ones. Yeah. Um, which is probably like a cab company in New York, but who knows? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's little Polly too, who's never been the brightest bulb, but even he is, is really, really good at this. Well, He basically
0: like went to a trade school, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess so. There's
0: probably an entire course on like, okay, when you want people to think that you have permission to do something that you don't have permission to do. Yeah. Here are some options for
1: you. Yeah. And they had to to add cell phones like later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. there's There's an addendum.
0: People are like, wow, these textbooks are so old. Yeah. Um,
1: but I, I I love that moment. He's like, we're here with Mike. <laughs> we're gonna take the drills. <laughs> and Mike seems he seems like such a friendly, nice guy. He just it, has that face. That's you who know? I
0: want to see if I go to a hardware store. Absolutely, yeah. I want that guy making the key.
1: Yeah, you know <laughs> yes, what I mean. Absolutely, Mike's
0: not fucking up the key you get a no, key, you get a, a key made
1: in brooklyn i gotta tell you it's a crap shoot <laughs> it really is actually you know? like, yes i mean we've had something have just not worked and we've given them to people <laughs> while we were away and so, like it's an emergency
0: and then your keys don't work
1: yeah it was um it was not good nope. but um that's i if, if mike had done it i think it would have worked out perfectly but. mike
0: really takes his time he pays attention
1: would you say mike is the hero of this podcast <laughs> I think he's the hero of every podcast. I think he should be. We all strive
0: to be like Mike with whatever we do. Now, maybe a little more cynical. Yeah, because he kind of he a little bit. He's like, okay, I know what you're doing. He like looks around. He's kind of enjoying it too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm
0: gonna die soon. (laughs) I finally got into some shenanigans. If I get locked up, uh, whatever. You know, (laughs)
1: my best years are behind me. (laughs) Now, now, gun to your head is the actor who played Mike still alive today? I'm gonna go out on a limb. You said this is twelve years ago. Yeah, so shot and shot in 2006, I guess, and then aired in 2007.
0: I'm gonna say fifty-fifty. Yeah, but I'm gonna say no because yeah, he's he was probably close to eighty. He looked it when they shot it. Yeah. And I now know what ages look like in the old time. To- old to- I used to think 70 was really old. It is but yeah. like my dad just turned 70 and he doesn't look like that. Thankfully.
1: No. Yeah. I, I, I thought 50 was really old. It was like, Oh, you're done at 50 basically. Yeah. But you know, your, your dick don't work. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. <laughs> your hair doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy about how that changes as, as you get older 100 percent, you know and i actually w- there's a, a production assistant at this job i was working at recently who's 22 or 23 or something and referred to 35 as middle-aged oh god and uh you so told that, me about this yeah so that made me feel not great um but you can run for president that's true that's true and she can't yeah <laughs> that's true well. And you can, you can spend the last couple of years of your life being president from 35 to 38.
0: Roughly. No millennial is middle-aged yet.
1: Yeah, um, no. I think we're like... Also because we're going to live forever. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, we're the generation to finally put that to a, to the arrest. Yeah. yeah. There's no more midlife crisis. We're just in crisis mode all the time. There's no midlife. <laughs> There's no midlife. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just uh, waiting for it to wrap up. It's great being a millennial and just relating to our audience and, you know, all these young kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Down with chain restaurants. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, Mike. Uh, so, R.I.B. Mike, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see I at mean, the maybe. Mike. <laughs> He's certainly retired by now. Definitely, yeah.
0: Okay, how about this, Mr. TV Man? Mm-hmm. Actor who played Mike. Set for life? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, how much life was left? I mean, te- yeah, maybe. This is maybe. my question. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, maybe I mean, he, he was. He, he got...
0: I'm going to go way out on a limb and say he got like 20 K in residuals for that role.
1: Uh, maybe I don't know if Mike had the uh the power to ask for residuals. You don't think Mike, <laughs> at
0: his age, had like a banging ass agent who was like, Look, maybe you want you want Mike? <laughs> no, no, you
1: know what, You know what
0: his agent did. They were at the meeting, and Mike's agent's like, "I'm gonna call them right now." <laughs> and he just dials one one one. "Okay, I'm gonna leave a message. You want Mike? <laughs> you gotta give him this residuals. We're yes. taking the drills. Okay, okay. we're good, Mike." <laughs>
1: Yeah. So if that happened, then yeah, he's probably set for life in uh, the last three to five years. Oh my god, <laughs> he's probably alive and well and sixty-one today. Like if, we just have no idea. Yeah.
0: What if it's actually like just a really good actor and they they had like six hours of makeup? Yeah. For maybe. Maybe. Like really heavy, like Avengers shit. Yeah. You know?
1: Or like True Detective season three shit. I mean, hey, oh, yeah, they made Mahershala look. Real old and then real young again and then real old one more time. Yeah. Um, I think the younger part was probably the easier makeup. Probably, yeah. 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 You just kind of like shave a little bit of skin off and then. That guy looks like a
0: fucking G.I. Joe in real life. Yeah. 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 It's like ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um, come On the show, <laughs> we have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll tell you all about your body, <laughs> <laughs> which we've studied yeah. extensively. I mean, who can help it? Um, should this be a true detective podcast? You wanted to just talk about that finale and how it was not really uh, it yeah, was, was a little disappointing, say, <laughs> not much to talk about. Spoiler alert, yeah, nothing. But, yeah, well, there was a couple scenes I liked, but yeah, well, we haven't talked
0: about it, and like none of our friends are going to hang out with us tonight, so maybe we should talk about that when we get dinner
1: later. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Um, anyway, so Mike and AJ, or what are we talking? about Christopher um, is uh, he's also in you know kind of down in the dumps because he um, which I kind of I understand his predicament a little bit also no being shit. in a business yeah, where there's a lot of like meet-and-greet stuff and a lot of you know networking things where you have to go to a bar and get you know a drink at least well, podcasts um, yeah. <laughs> you must drink during a podcast yeah um, so he's Christopher is feeling like he's put all this effort into his sobriety and You know, um, he's feeling trapped because in the mafia world, that really just doesn't jive, you know? Yeah. Um, Much like Vito being gay or, you know, Eugene wanting to retire. uh, Yep. He's he's really coming up against the point where he realizes, like, there is no way out, basically.
0: Well, and essentially, I mean, that, I suppose you kind of actually swooped in with the thing that's more profound, surprise. But (laughs) the thing that, like, actually struck me is that he's just a plain old, like, other than like the they killed my girlfriend thing and like mm. the immense guilt and dread and darkness that follows him everywhere because of his yeah. you know his lifestyle. He's just a he's just a disgruntled employee at this point. He's yeah. he's playing the game. He's pulling down money but they're still busting his chops and it's like management 101. No one wants to work for someone who's just like endlessly going to bust your chops like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he needs a little bit of praise and so he's just like, "Well, I'm doing all the stuff." Right. And I'm sober. Like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or how about a pat on the back?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's also kind of like a coping problem. Like, he doesn't know how to, you know, just kind of accept that, like, work, you know, I mean, I never get praise at work, you know, and I used to want it. Like, we get out of school where you're getting grades and, you know, people are telling you exactly what you're doing right and wrong. Right, right you don't get any of that. it's just like, ah shit, you know, but, um, you
0: did it or you didn't do it.
1: Yeah. But you learn to cope with that.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, and the other thing is that he's just like, he knows that he can never get out. He can't switch. He's really stuck with this and he's realizing how shitty it is, but also on a family level, like, you know, just even them having that mega cookout at their place. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a big thing. He's like a family man. He's got his big house. Like it should be the torch being passed Mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, to, to Chrissy as like, you know, starting to sort of become the figurehead of the family, Mm -hmm. you know, at least like, uh, you know, in in terms of appearances and stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tony
0: should be big upping him, but like, no, Tony just doesn't, he doesn't even realize he doesn't give a shit at all.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that Chris was like, that was part of his five-year plan, I guess, right? Like, to kind of be that guy. Basically be Bobby Bacala. Like, Bobby has kind of swooped in and taken that role in a lot of ways. Like, yeah,
0: because Bobby, you know, Bobby can hold his liquor.
1: Yeah. Shout out, Steve. Kill, and, um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, kill drummers. Um, you know, which <laughs> that's is very true. important.
0: That's actually true. Yeah. That
1: has already happened. I mean,
0: B- Bobby is such an interesting character because he kind of, like, I don't want to say he fails his way to the top, but I guess he's just easier to be around. But I, I, I suppose it is like a conscious thing for Tony that he's like, you know what? Actually, it's Bobby, not, yeah. not, not Chrissy.
1: Yeah, um, which I think is like pretty lifelike too. I, I mean, I know David Chase talked a lot about like just the realism in general in the show, and he often said that it just wasn't realistic that Tony would have let Chris live as long as he did, you know, or at least like keep Chris around. Right. Um, because you know, to that world, a drug addict is just a major liability. A hundred percent. Um, and I mean, that's the other thing too. It's been building for so long, you know, like I think we talked about it before, but like their relationship really ended with Adriana's death. They just kind of like kept kind of going through the motions after that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, this Is not my profound idea, but I, I remember Alan Sepenwall writing about like that line where he's barbecuing and uh Tony tells him to take the meat off the grill because he's he's like the, the juices like it still keeps cooking even after it's off the flame, right? And Alan Seppenwall made a point that that was like kind of like their relationship, you know, it's, huh. it's there's still stuff sizzling under there that neither of them really want to acknowledge because they would have to acknowledge that they murdered Adriana together, but you know, wow, yeah, so that's a <laughs> smart smart that's guy major pull seven wall yeah touche he should write a book yeah um or half of one yeah <laughs> uh so i think that's kind of what's going on is is they again because they're in the mob and they can't really just sit around talking about their feelings even yeah. though tony does it weekly and they all really do it but it's still sort of frowned <laughs> yeah, upon yeah, you know? yeah, totally um so that's kind of where they're at. You know, their relationship has been over for a couple of years. They just don't really realize it yet. Well, I, Chris, Chris, realizing it more and more.
0: Yeah. Cause he's doing everything that he's supposed to be doing on paper. Yeah. But there's just a resentment where there's like, it, it wouldn't matter if he was suddenly some guy who could like hang and have a beer and, you know, not, not sort of slip off this, their version of the straight and narrow. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he really is this kid who just like, he's realizing that he's in an impossible situation. He resents it. Tony resents him mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, you know, partially cause Tony totally failed him, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but yeah, I think you're totally right. Wow. Darkness,
1: well, <laughs> darkness all around this, this season gets bleak, you know, just more and more bleak by the week. Um, but you know, yeah. I mean, so, so Christopher's really struggling with that. um, And of course, he's going to come right back. Like, you know, at the beginning of the episode that before the end credits, he's going to have a drink or do drugs, I guess, you know, you knew something was coming.
0: Yeah. You get a You get a little. There's kind of a there's a little bit of a just a, a spidey sense thing that always happens with him. Yeah. Where you can feel it. He he cause he's dumb, you know, and he, he's dumb. And also he probably longs for that time when he was really, you know, kind of chasing what then was his dream mm-hmm. and now he has it and it sucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like he, there's still a part of him that, that wants to be like driving towards something and, and make good things happen and impress Tony and things like that. Yeah. But then the, the, the situation really changes with little Polly. Yes. Yes. Who just basically goes around him. And I think that, I mean, it never occurred to me until watching it this last time, but like, Polly probably sees all of this stuff that's happening. Mm. And so he's like, well, I can kind of walk on this guy. Like, no one really seems to give a shit.
1: True. Yeah. Good point. Ho. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is blatant what Polly's doing. I mean, Polly, I guess, is underboss or he's also a captain, probably. Um, He's probably also a captain. I don't think he's underboss. I think technically he is, but like Polly, no Polly, Polly, Polly. Oh, Polly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Big Polly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so this, he,
1: I mean, he's behind all of it really, you know I mean? That's when... another good point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pick the mic up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean, of course it has to be like a, a Chris Polly episode too. You know, we've just had so many, so much will they, won't they over the years. Um, Hell yeah. You know, it's moonlighting over here with these two. Um, but they, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's Christopher's curtain call, really, or swan song, if you, or whatever. Uh, I mean, he's, it's a damn good episode for that. Yeah, I mean, in typical Sopranos fashion, before someone's about to die, they do a real deep dive on that particular character, and and. You know, I guess we should have seen it coming at the time, but watching it now, it's like, oh, of course, this is a Christopher Centric episode. He's going to die in the first, like, five minutes next week, you know? Wow. Um, I I
0: really didn't think that.
1: Oh, oh, but I also wasn't paying attention. Yeah. When I first watched the show. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's something I wasn't thinking of at all. Watching it, but after like looking back, it's kind of like right. you know when Ralphie's about to die. Suddenly, there's a, a deep dive on him and his son, and they always kind of make you feel sort of bad for these characters. Wow, good call. A little bit, you yeah, know?
0: absolutely. You do. I mean, I do feel bad for Chris because uh, like yeah. I mean, but then that whole thing speaks to this philosophical like quandary that we find ourselves in, where it's like, okay, so we don't we we don't really blame AJ for the fact that he's like such a such a dumbass. Mm-hmm. We blame his parents. We don't really blame Chrissy because like, yes, he had bad judgment, but he was sold a bill of goods based on like, you know, just a terrible, just coming from terrible people essentially. Yeah. And, uh, so do
1: we blame Tony for the way he is, you know? Right. Which is a tough question. (laughs) It just
0: goes back and it goes back and it goes back,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely like get caught in the weeds and that's kind of where therapy for someone like Tony is a little questionable you know 100 uh because yeah he is doing those terrible things but you know where did it come from and uh, i mean tony's weird about it too like he doesn't he he fully believes that depression is genetic and he Mm -hmm. has it because his mom has it and aj has it because he has it but he just won't listen to christopher talking about addiction being a disease and being passed down you know he's oh, yeah. very hypocritical about
0: it well tony is like downright whiny in therapy sometimes yeah when he's telling everyone to just like you know be the fucking strong silent type or whatever yeah which right. is like just some bullshit you know
1: yeah doesn't make any sense um but yeah christopher really had no chance it's sad i mean and he's done terrible shit like he's not absolved of that but no, yeah. you know like he, I mean him and AJ are two really sensitive people and those people are not going to survive in the mob. Yeah, you know? absolutely not. Um, yeah. And luckily AJ's not in the mob. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: he's employed. He's bankrolled by the mob essentially. Yeah, he's a mob adjacent.
1: He will, I guess. Continue, he will continue
0: <laughs> to be, he will continue to be employed by the mob Right. as time goes on. But no, it's like, it's kind of a, it's a, they can't escape it really is the the answer because of their parents.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, and also of course we should mention it. I mean, we hear it more about Dickie the. It seems like he's going to be the main character of the movie. So yes, interested to see what they do. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to have to talk about the drug stuff. It sounds like Dickie was kind of a junkie. It sounds like he was really a junkie. Who, do you know who's going to play him? Uh yeah I forget his name. Uh we don't do research on this podcast nope. so that's why we don't have answers. But, oh man uh, I
0: wanted to have a what if like a Bill Bill Simmons style like casting what if we
1: need a like a writer a, a, yeah, we need a writer <laughs> we need a producer we need funding yeah we need someone sitting here on the on a computer like attached to a screen that we can all see and yeah just pull up these things as we're talking about them that's what the pros do
0: is that really what the pros do I they, think they don't just the- know everything.
1: Um, some of them do. Uh, yeah. Ira, of course knows everything. I'm fucking um, Ira Glass. <laughs> I'm still going to take him down though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I also thought it was interesting too that, you know, Tony, speaking of fathers, Tony, this season specifically has been talking, uh, you know, the myth of Johnny boy has kind of been knocked down a couple pegs. Yeah. We, we hear the story about shooting his mom in the head basically. Um, and, but <laughs> his other dad was Dickie Moltisanti and it seems like Tony doesn't want to accept that, that he was, a junkie you know yep. so like yep you know just another little point i guess He's it's a
0: little point but it's, a, it's but it's also a big point because you know chrissy once again is not being judged on you know with on the same scale that everybody else is mm-hmm. and why is that well it's because tony feels responsible right yeah so some kind of guilt some kind of guilt some kind of guilt some kind of guilt but so chrissy throws a little polly out the window mm-hmm very much fucks him up. It's <laughs> a super scary scene.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: It's really, it's super gnarly. and yeah. um, It's kind of, I mean, how many times are we going to see this reconciliation scene with Polly? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a really tough relationship that they have. Yeah. And it's very complicated, but it's always like, you know, someone's always got to go when, when those scenes happen, you know, whether it's the waiter uh from the seafood place mm-hmm. in uh or they in AC I think yes and then uh you know whatever whatever the collateral damage is someone always is getting off in these things and in this case <laughs> this is a tough one yeah JT Dolan
1: yeah yeah um All-Star I fucking love I this loved, guy. Yeah. Same. It was a great, uh, yeah. Great character. Yeah. Great vessel for the writers to make fun of themselves and the whole business in general, Yeah, which is nonsense by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, this, this is a big one. It it hurts. I gotta tell you. Yeah. I mean, you know, he made it pretty far though. Yeah. You know, not a, I mean, and he, and he was back in the fucking saddle.
0: He yeah. Was back He's sober, He's preaching the
1: program, writing for uh, Dick a, Wolf SVU. <laughs> uh, I don't. Did we hear which which Law and Order was? I'm not sure. I
0: think it was SVU. Yeah, but I might be wrong.
1: Um, yeah, doing well for himself. Has a new lady. Has I a believe. new lady who slept through all this stuff somehow. No, I think he says that she went away because he's, oh, he's right. on such a tight
0: deadline. Oh, she slept through it when 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 Chrissy hits him with the Humanitas Award. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> humanitis humanitis (laughs) um yeah i mean that's a that's a really great scene yeah it's it's definitely i mean i think they probably showed that in the previews and it was like oh my god christopher is gonna flip and he's gonna be a rat definitely chris you're in the mafia cut you know like this sunday or him just being like you know all these stories i could say to bring these guys down and mentioning adriana and ralphie i mean
0: oh yeah so they they probably tried to frame the whole season like he's thinking about diming everyone out yeah which he wasn't
1: Right. But there was something in the preview that made people think it was that that was the end game at the of, time. It of was course, like, Christopher's going to flip. He's going to be like the Henry Hill, you know, make a movie about it. You know, Henry, which, like from King of the Hill from um, from King of the Hill, from King of the Goodfellas, Henry Hill. <laughs> Henry Hill. Oh, that Henry Hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, love King of the Hill, though. But, um, you know, so it really seemed like that. And I think there was even a shot in the trailer that didn't make the final episode of Christopher like looking in his rear view and an FBI type car um being behind him. Oh my God. I'm not they, even us. That's, that's like they, a real thing. They might have just shot it for the fucking they the, might the trailer. They might have. Can we just fake everybody out here? It's very possible. I forget if I've talked about it on the pod, but there was someone I I know someone who worked at HBO when the show was airing in like the promo department or something. And they would always ask oh, big operation over there, yeah. They got a
0: promo department, uh, we should get yeah.
1: one. Oh, it's, it's a real company. Um, but they would always ask David Chase and the Sopranos to send like a tape of all the stuff that they could put in the promos or a tape of the episodes that they could make a promo of it. And David Chase would like basically let the first couple minutes of the episode play, and then there'd be like 15 minutes of black, <laughs> and then like that next scene would play or like a couple seconds of that next scene would play and then there'd be like 20 minutes of black like so most of the episode is totally blacked out except for a couple shots that fucking rules yeah so they could do like the Mad Men trailer where you know it looks like someone's answering the phone and you know it looks like someone's in the hospital or dying or something but you know yeah. it was really just someone answering the phone in the office yep yep um, so a little inside info there well, that's funny I mean I guess people just really don't I guess
0: people just really don't remember the trailers that well because like I've never I, I you know I watched Mad Men more or less as it was airing and I never I don't remember being like wait I thought this was going to happen.
1: Oh yeah well the like the next time on's so were always like right just someone just looking up you know and then saying one word and you were like oh my god like what the fuck's gonna happen you McCann know erickson yeah yeah but it was then it'd be nothing it was just someone being like you have, awesome. you have a meeting don <laughs> like, you <laughs> Well, you i
0: guess this is where david chase started to to get a taste for this blackout thing yeah <laughs> which we'll talk about someday
1: yeah true uh, um <laughs> maybe but, that's how he thought of it
0: yeah he was like, okay, I'm going to do that to the public. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that shot exists, and they just blacked it out for the public. I,
1: th- I mean, I haven't looked in a while, but I think if you look up the 6B trailer, it's still in it, I think. It's been a long time since I watched that, though. Wait, what's still in it? The blackout? No, the, like the shot of Chris looking at like an FBI-type car behind him. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, but it's it's been a while. I suppose we could find it on the internet we if we could. looked. We could. If we had that... Guy here with the computer <laughs> and the screen. Um, anyway, so JT Dolan, uh, we'll see you at the crossroads. I mean, he was doomed when Chris walked in. And then I think just like, you know, I mean, he says the truth that Christopher just simply does not want to hear. Well, and, and,
0: and you can tell the, the 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 pitch of that scene is so different from the other scenes where he's like fucking up JT Dolan. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. It's really dark. Mm hmm. You know that it's a big problem and also like chrissy just had like a really shitty time at the bar he's feeling terrible there's all this pent-up anger yep and, uh, I mean, we don't really need to go into what happened at, 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 the Bing, but like, it's just, it's, he just had a really terrible night where yeah. he like let his guard down for a minute
1: and Got was too drunk and too totally totally sensitive humiliated. and yeah. started talking about loving his kid, which <laughs> the other guys don't understand, I guess. <laughs> they don't want to
0: hear about that at the <laughs> not Bing, Not at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but if AJ was there, I feel like AJ would listen, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if Christopher and AJ just hung out once, I feel like they could have figured it out together.
0: Yeah, not a lot of Chrissy AJ scenes.
1: No. The age difference was creepy. Um, So so JT Dolan, we'll see you at the crossroads. Um, Poor guy. Series rap on him. But he was great. Great character. Always funny. Um, Always kind of sad, but funny most of the time. Unbelievably good. Um, JT Dolan, set for life? Well, he was on Wings, too. So so already
0: set for life. Yeah, I
1: feel like he's doing well. Yeah. Um, doing nothing (laughs) and maybe doing nothing well uh, i think even after the sopranos he got like some you know drama for like mature women (laughs) where he was like the love interest for you know drama uh, for
0: mature that's my screen name on tinder actually
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know middle-aged women the thing will never be (laughs) uh and then i mean this last scene first of all polly has destroyed christopher's lawn um and I love that. But the last scene of Christopher planting the, the tree back in the soil and, and, you know, the Los Lobos song playing is, Oh, it's unbelievable. I love it. Absolutely. Love that's one it. of my favorite songs. Yeah.
0: Great. It's uh, he, him freaking out about Polly, like destroying his lawn. Yeah. And then basically telling Tony, fuck you. Yeah. But I, but I guess I can't do anything about it. You know? Yep. I think that's really sort of uh that's probably a a little bit of a he's playing with fire there because I think you say something like that to a guy like Tony is like well this guy feels stuck and he like you know hates my decision making but is like saying I'm not going to do anything about it because fuck you you know that's 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 dangerous territory you know what I mean that's a little bit of a threat or a lot of bit of a threat
1: it it definitely sounds like the rantings of a (laughs) madman for sure or you know uh, yeah, disgruntled employee, as you said, you know, like, if you really, got that look, email from like a coworker, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm not lock down make, the building. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to make any problems for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful last scene. Mm-hmm. And it's just so emblematic of Chrissy's life where like he tries to make something beautiful and then mm-hmm. someone with a car drives over it. And he just sticks it back in when he's
1: wasted. Yep. And goes, ah, okay. (laughs) I would imagine the next morning was a terrible, terrible, terrible morning for him. Like waking up with that hangover and then also being like, what did I do last night? Oh, right. I killed somebody. (laughs) I killed
0: somebody. (laughs) That's rough. I killed somebody and uh, I planted a tree. I mean, he gets back at like daylight, doesn't he?
1: It might be like early morning or something. Uh, I think it's nighttime. It's dark still, but yeah. Wait, <laughs> oh yeah. So you're right.
0: I'm, the I time think. the timeline's a little fucked up for me. So he, yeah. so he beats up
1: little Polly. Is it all one day? I don't think it's all one day. No, I think like so. It's like
0: the night before he beats up little Polly. Yeah. That day,
1: Polly drives over his lawn. Maybe I thought there was maybe like. You never know with the show like a month could have gone by, you know, no way. Well, not. I mean, the, the lawn is still fucked up. No, I think it's like the Polly drives on it on like a Wednesday and then he says that Salvitra is coming by that weekend to resod the lawn. Right. So, yeah. And then
0: after that, Chrissy tries to replant the tree. Yes. So yeah. it's just been sitting there all fucked up. This isn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, in my mind, I kind of married the two scenes together where he finds out and calls Tony and then the one where he gets oh, yeah, home yeah, wasted. Yeah. That
1: daytime. Yeah. That's yes. the difference. Yes. That's the difference. Yeah. Oh. glad we figured that out. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but,
0: but what I mean, I it's 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 such a beautiful eloquent scene that doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't. There's not a lot of explanation there. You know what I mean? I don't feel like we have that much to say about it because it's yeah, I it's, mean, it's heavy, but it's. It is, it's, it's, it's kind of very complete, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, we should mention that Terrence Winter directed it. I think this is his first time directing and um, great job. Not so bad. It did a real good job. Wrote and directed this episode. Are you Are going to fucking direct or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we, one thing we should mention before we go is that, you know, this is a little bit of a Tony episode, you know? So we talked about Tony and Bacala and how that's shifting around. But uh, one of the more interesting parts of the, uh, of the uh, episode is that Tony starts to really be very serious about building his lifeboat. And so mm. he speaks with the
1: FBI. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we should talk about that. I was Uh. afraid for a second that I would (laughs) watch the wrong episode. No, that's at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's, he has this really kind of strange conversation where he's a little bit playing. He's a little bit coy, about. I don't really remember their names. Uh, I Mm -hmm. guess I'll find out for you, whatever. But he's like, I, I don't know if the word is cynical, but he's like sort of realistic about like, okay, well what? Oh, on my to-do list is like, try to get in with the FBI. Cause I might get arrested someday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Um, cause he, I mean, he straight up asked for a, a letter of recommendation or I forget what they call it, but there's like a name for it where it's, you know, like it's not a three Oh two. It's a, 47 B or something. Yeah. It says what it is. It's a number and a letter. We know that. Um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, he's, he's setting himself up for, uh, you know, if, if shit goes bad, he's got some, he having friends in the FBI is not a bad thing for a mob boss, you know? No. And, um, agent harris i think is feeling like just as lost in his new position as tony's feeling like in his new world you know like and neither of them like give a shit anymore no they just want to yeah. like
0: make it work however they can it's yeah. destroying their lives <laughs> but let's just do it
1: yeah. yeah i mean i think agent harris really does miss it he's like man like i, I used to know like he knew everyone in the neighborhood you know well, he's he a neighborhood guy so, he
0: used to be so pumped he'd sit in his surveillance band and be like yes you know <laughs> yeah. like
1: you think he does that in fucking cobble no way yeah the disguise is probably Probably a lot more elaborate if he's doing that. He's not some like electrician.
0: You mean they don't take
1: the same van that says like airport oh, airport man. transport I or hope they do. Schneider's
0: flowers or something and just have him sit like <laughs> I hope
1: it's all the same shit when they're tracking down like Osama bin Laden types. he's, a, he's <laughs> in an oil lamp? He's in an oil, oil field.
0: <laughs> Jersey Township, uh we got to take a look at your power lines. Yeah. Like what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully they, hopefully, they have a variety of
0: equipment at the FBI. That's all I'm you saying. Would think,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's in the budget. Um, so that does it, I think, for uh, Walk Like a Man. Um, oh, wait. I got a question. I got a question. Okay.
0: So Tony calls Chrissy mm-hmm. about this uh, Ahmed Al Najafi. Mm hmm. And uh, you know, Tony kind of goes, he really baits them. He's like, ah, I don't know. It seemed weird. They just seem kind of, uh, and he doesn't like know what to say about it. He's like, this seems just kind of uh, radical, you right. know? And it's just like, okay.
1: Yeah. But it's um, like culturally insensitive at
0: best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but manipulative at worst. Yeah. And yeah. so he's, he's saying all this stuff and then he calls Chrissy mm-hmm. who, um, who gives him this guy's phone number he says, I'm here with some guys. What was the name of the Arab, the Arab from the Bing? Mm-hmm. And Chrissy goes, some guys. And he goes, yeah. And Chrissy goes, oh, fuck, okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Chrissy knows.
1: Yeah, I wondered about that. Like, if they've had a conversation about it. And now, just thinking about it now, like, I wonder if that had something to, something to do with the deleted scene in there. Like, has the well, FBI...
0: So, okay, so, ride with me on this one. Okay. Chrissy thinks that maybe Tony is in trouble with the FBI and is needing to dime someone. So he does this, which makes him more angry about the fact that they didn't offer Adriana any sort of way out. Mm. makes him more spiteful, more resentful feelings of shame, guilt, anger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And he, uh, And and it just fuels this fire that's building throughout the episode, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because I don't think this was just a, like, oh, yeah, Tony is, like, really cynical about his position in life. And, like, he knows more than anyone that, like, he could go down in any number of ways at any moment. I I feel like we've told that story before. Yeah. Yeah right yeah, yeah so i think that this is uh what uh what the d girl would refer to as an inciting incident
1: Ooh, interesting yes all right can i drop <laughs> it can i do it i <laughs> uh, that i mean that's a, that is a really good point i mean for, if, as far as christopher sees it like the fbi did nothing to help her really you know like and neither did tony and neither did tony and now here they are helping themselves together um and that's yeah i've never really thought about that and meanwhile meanwhile tony is
0: trying to uh Meanwhile, Chrissy's trying to like make his life better or whatever, and Tony's over here like, you know, talking to the FBI, which wouldn't be
1: wouldn't be okay for anyone else to do, basically. Right. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if if Tony heard someone else had done that, he might be a little upset that they were they were so chummy and just free with information. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. You may drop the mic. Okay. Now now the episode is over. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that will do it. Um, we'll probably be back next week because we never miss a week. Um, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, we have Kennedy and Heidi coming up. Big ep. Big ep. Big ep. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's one of like the. the after the first five minutes, it's like
0: one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's great. It's a tough one at the beginning.
1: It's a tough one um, because Polly's mom dies. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> it's not her mom. I, or his aunt, rather. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, we have multiple crossroads next week. Oh boy. Um, so strap in for that, and I guess. We're going to do it on peyote. Yes, we should. We could it might be very interesting we could get some press I feel yeah. like the AV club would put us in their pod mass if we did that okay <laughs> Two AV guys club. on peyote talking about out AV
0: club uh, just let us know about the peyote because yeah. we won't do it otherwise <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right uh, as usual follow subscribe all that stuff um, and we will we'll see you when we see you All right. bye Emma Emma Emma. I'm gonna write your name high on that silver screen Emily Emma, Emily I'm gonna make you the biggest star this world has ever seen